two, one. taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health, food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, training, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. I want to uh, bring Kim in. Kim, welcome back. Hi, Kevin. How are you today? Good. Great to have you here. Um, do you have anything this week? No, it's not oh, how we usually you're start. You're going to open that way. I know. <laughs> I was just going to say. You want to open that door? <laughs> no, nothing like putting you on the spot, but I thought maybe I'd put you on the spot. No. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's okay. I, I'm we'll get on my Destination Health soapbox here, kind of, you know, the DHSA service announcement. Um no, I just want to put out there just real quick. I just got back. I flew back really early this morning from um, Ohio. Um, Jeff's oldest brother had passed away on Thanksgiving from cancer. It's the first, you know, sibling that we've lost. Um, and it's, you know, um, lung cancer, smoked all his life. And um, I think smoking especially is one of those addictions that I am grateful I never started smoking because I feel like I have an addictive personality. And I just, my heart goes out to people sometimes that, you know, to that, that work hard to quit smoking and just know how difficult it is. Um, but I just want to share whether it's smoking or um, any other habit or something that you feel you need some help with, that's what we're here for. You know, um, habits, helping people change habits in life and know that your body we talk about how wonderful our bodies are that they can bounce back and regain their health. And if there's something that is just on your heart that you need help with, um, that's what we're here for. Don't waste another day. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting that you just focused on habits because one of the reasons I kind of handed it off to you just now, because I was in the middle of a thought because I had done my usual research all morning long on what the topic mm-hmm. I was going to talk about today, which was going to be blood pressure, by the way, because they changed mm-hmm. the, the guidelines on blood pressure again. But right before the show, I was meditating, and I had this thought pop into my head, and I've been working on it ever since. And right when I opened the show... I kind of lost track of the whole thought. So I thought, all right, I'll just give it to Kim for a second so I can regain it. (laughs) Because I haven't worked through this idea yet, but I've been reading a a new book. I'm not even going to mention what it is yet because I'm not done with it. But it really got me thinking, and and I got thinking about habits. And Mm -hmm. what I really got thinking about, and all these things started to come together for me, so I, I really need to just sit down and work on this, but I'm going to throw the idea out there. It, 
what we really need to learn how to do, and this is what I'm going to work on, we need to learn how to change. And I am seeing such mm-hmm. strong resistance to change right now that, it, that it's really jumping out at me. And, and not necessarily around health, although if you look at that, we can certainly see that. But on the, on the truck side, on the business side, for the last mm-hmm. year, I, I've been talking about this huge disruption in trucking. How 10 years from now, trucking is not going to look anything like it does today. I, I think it is going to be such a major disruption. And not just in trucking, but in transportation. There is talk, uh, and serious talk, about how the auto manufacturers better figure out what they're going to do in the future because there may come a time where we don't even own cars. And I, I can't imagine a bigger change to the American economy and way of life. But if you look at this seriously with open eyes, the idea of cars as a service, autonomous cars, and so it's already coming. Where Why would you own a truck or a car or a vehicle? It, and, and I know we love our cars. That, that's why people have a hard time getting their head around this. But literally, you would open an app and a car shows up and you get in and you do whatever you want and it takes you to where you want to go. And there are serious insiders from the auto industry that are saying, it's coming. We don't know when, but it's not that far off. And I've talked about autonomous trucks and I've talked about digital brokers, mm-hmm. which is a big change. And now the big news right now is electric trucks, Tesla. I completely understand why drivers are afraid of autonomous trucks. I mean, I I literally get death threats because I talk about it. And people think I'm promoting autonomous trucks because I post about them a lot, because there's a lot of news about them. I'm not promoting them. Why in the world would I promote a technology that would wipe out my entire business? Everything about our business is geared towards truck drivers. Everything. And if there are autonomous trucks and no truck drivers, we don't have a business either. So why, why would I ever promote that? But I'm, I'm talking about it because we have to pay attention. I understand why they're afraid of that. I was shocked when I posted about Tesla's electric truck and all the negative feedback I got. I, I don't see why that's really a threat. It, it's, yeah, it's got some autonomous technology in it, but right now it's just a benefit to the driver. They're not replacing the driver. Tesla, as far as I know, hasn't talked about replacing the driver. They just put in technology that makes it more enjoyable. But, it, but it, I keep getting this huge pushback. And it, it's not so much the pushback that made me start thinking. It is the absolute ridiculous things that people say. And they say them over and over. And I thought, what is going on? These people are not this stupid. They're just not. But they are making comments that I feel like poking my eyeballs out with a knitting needle. Here we have this amazing technology, whether you like it or not. And, you know, I certainly can't say I like it. But we already have vehicles that are driving themselves around. It's happening on the roads right now. That is crazy technology. And yet somebody will make a comment, this is never going to work. Who's going to open the doors when they get to the dock? Uh, are, are you kidding me? We figured out how to make this thing drive around all by itself. 
which is an amazing thing, and you're worried about how the doors are going to get opened? <laughs> and it, I was getting really, really frustrated because Every time I post, people make these comments. Well, that truck will never be able to back into the dock that I just backed into. Why not? I, that, that's exactly what the autonomous technology is taking on first. We have cars that parallel park themselves. Why that? Because people have trouble with it. We have uh, Ford has yeah, a pickup truck. Came up with a solution. <laughs> yeah, Ford has a pickup truck that can back up a trailer on its own. Why? Because people who don't back up trailers a lot have a problem with it. So we're actually using autonomous technology to take on some of the tasks people have a problem with. So I I was getting frustrated and I thought, wait a minute, there's got to be something more going on here. And and I realized it's just plain fear of change. And and it drives Mm -hmm. people to say and do really ridiculous things. But what it tells me is how powerful that fear is, that people can't even think straight. I mean, on really obvious stuff, they are so afraid of this change. So I, I started to realize everything we want to accomplish in our life requires change. If it didn't, mm-hmm. we would already have it. We, we know what we get if we keep doing the same things. We get the same results. We all know that. So if there's something in your life you're not happy with, you have to make a change. And the problem in our society right now is change is happening so fast that people are just overwhelmed and they're stuck. I, I, was, I was thinking about this. I remember visiting a site in the desert southwest somewhere. I think it was in Arizona, maybe around um, uh, oh, what, Sedona. I think it was in that area somewhere, Lisa and I were traveling, and we stopped at this kind of a roadside attraction, not that far off the interstate. We were just killing some time, and it was one of the cliff dwellings where, you know, the Native Americans used to live, and mm-hmm. it was interesting. I mean, it's a cliff, and you could see, you know, how they were living, and it was a pretty cool area, but what struck me, I, I was reading the signs, and the sign said that the people that inhabited these cliff dwellings lived there for 6,000 years. And I thought, 6,000 years? Our country's only a couple hundred years old as a country. Mm -hmm. Think about that for just a second. I'm going to come back and we will talk more about that. And we've got plenty more. Stick around. Be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about change. Kim, Kim, think about that for just a second. Our country's been around a couple hundred years. These people lived in that area for 6,000 years. That is tens of thousands of generations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And almost nothing it's incredible. Yeah, cha- and almost nothing changed in that whole time. Mm-hmm. They lived the same way, in the same place, hunted the same animals, ate the same food. Nothing really changed. You know, it was certainly a challenge, you know, living during that time, but but you didn't really have to deal with much change. And now look at what's happening in our society today. Companies literally, think about a company like AOL. AOL came out of nowhere to become one of the biggest companies in the world just about and then started to disappear. It, in my lifetime, the, all of that happened. And it wasn't even my entire lifetime. It's been in the last 20 or 25 years, which is the blink of an eye when we talk about you know tens of thousands of years. So I, I think what's happening is change in everything is happening so fast and people, as human beings, we don't deal with change well, just like we don't deal with our new diet well, we don't deal with our new stress levels well, our new lifestyle, because we didn't evolve that way. Our body doesn't know how to deal with all of these things at all, and, it, and it's killing us, it's making us unhealthy, it's making us unhappy, and it's not going to change. Well, isn't that funny? It's not going to change. The fact that change is happening so fast isn't going to change. It's just going to happen faster by all accounts. So we can't stop the change. We can't stop the technology. We have to develop strategies to deal with it. And I think that's why most people are struggling so much right now. You know, in a time where we're so prosperous, we have almost everything we want right at our fingertips. Why aren't we happier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, it's, but and I, I think people get paralyzed sometimes with not knowing what to do, so they don't do anything. Um, but I bet you, if you ask anybody, they have one or two, maybe more things that if they could change, and they probably have the power to change it, they would do it. You, um, but they're just not sure what to do, and they get paralyzed. You're on to something, and that, that's really what I'm working with. You know, we can't possibly keep up with all the changes. There isn't enough time in the day. What we can do, though, is identify the things in our life, even if you identify one, just one change you can make. Mm-hmm. Kind of ignore all the other stuff so you don't get overwhelmed with it. You can't do anything about it anyway, so why worry about it? But pick the one thing in your life that if you changed would make a big difference. And, and we can help people identify what that is. I mean, you and I on this show, we're talking about health. But this could be health, business, life, your relationships, uh, you know, on and on and on. Uh, but again, don't get overwhelmed. Pick one thing. The book I'm reading right now is a drop-dead simple technique for change. In fact, after I heard the technique, I'm thinking, how did they get an eight-hour book out of this? So I, I want to finish the book, but I, I think that with this technique in this book that I'm reading right now, plus a couple others that I've read in the past, I think I'm going to be able to come up with a pretty simple strategy for people to make those changes. You know, it, it, 
the other thing I started thinking about is it's not necessarily that you don't know what to do. If that were the problem, figuring out what to do is not hard. There's there's information everywhere. You want to change mm-hmm. anything, it's out there. I mean, that's one of the things that change has created is instant access to almost anything we want to know or learn or do. You know, if you want to do almost anything, you can go find the information on how. And and I'm a great example of this. I've read several thousand books. I've been to many, many seminars. I attend webinars constantly. I, I am always learning. There isn't that much that I haven't at least touched on on how to do something. And I think to myself, well, if I've read all these books, I've been to all these seminars, hell, I should be Elon Musk by now. You know, why, why haven't I accomplished even more? And it's not because I don't know how to do things. There are changes I haven't made in my life. I know exactly how to change them. Why haven't I? That's really what we have to get down to. It, it, it's not so much the how. The how is out there. We could figure it out. I think the bigger is the why, and, and, and why don't we change, and what do we have to change so that we can change? Because that's the key. We're doing something wrong. We're not adapting to this change well at all. So I, I know that wasn't a, doesn't really uh, help anybody right now, but sometimes it helps me to talk things out. You know, this idea just hit me a little bit before the show, but the idea has a lot of stuff behind it, you know. So that's my uh, that's my little rant for today. I'm going to work on that though, because I, I I'm really seeing Good. that I think that that is one of the biggest problems we're facing is people are just absolutely overwhelmed with change. Yeah, do you think it's a generational thing too, is or is it across? Are you seeing it across the board? Well, I think. I think that it is generational because the 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 millennials or whatever name we're going to give the next group coming up it's going to be more normal for them. Well, think about you and I. You and I are the same age. In mm-hmm. in our first mm-hmm. 20 years of life from, you know, the early 60s to the early 80s. Not much changed. I had to say, I li- mm-hmm. and I know for some people, you know, I'm going to relate my childhood. I lived in the same house. You know, I was born there. I grew up there the whole time. We never moved. Um, I had the same phone number the whole time. The same phone. I mean, you know, you, you didn't buy a new phone every year back then. You, you had a rotary, rotary dial phone that sat on the coffee table or the end table, and it was, it was there my whole life. You know, hardly anything changed in the first 20 years of my life that I can remember. There were no major... Yeah, uh, no, same with... Yeah. Yeah, we, we grew up in the I, same I area. I grew up in the, you know, rubber capital. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rubber companies. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, in the 80s, I think the change really started to accelerate with computers and and, and that kind of technology. And, and that technology has virtually taken over our life and it changes so fast like i say people replace their phone mm-hmm. multiple times a year now sometimes that's just one little thing you know when we look at how businesses have changed and industries have completely disappeared and new industries have started up and 
how fast that can happen. You know, you look at a company like IBM and how they started and how long it took them to grow and, and, you know, they hardly ever change, which is part of the reason, you know, they have some problems now. But, again, I used companies like AOL. Remember, um, so after AOL, the big one was uh, MySpace. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. MySpace became a giant in a couple years and sold for like a billion dollars or some stupid number. I can't even remember. And not long after it sold for that, it kind of died. And, and then Facebook came along. And then, you know, Twitter and Instagram and, and people, I, I'm sure there are people right now who believe Facebook will never go away. We, we thought that about AOL. I, I wouldn't bet on it. I, I'm not going to say they are going to go away, but I wouldn't bet one way or another. I, things just change way too fast right now. And, and, and again, I think that's my point is that so much changes. People are just absolutely overwhelmed with it. And I think the key is focusing on one change at a time that's really going to make your life better. And, and don't even worry about the rest of it because you can't do anything about it anyway. Yeah, and, and I'm great. I love us talking about this and, and, and like you said, with habits and stuff. So, yeah, I hope uh, people reach out to us and we can learn how we can help them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're just about wrapped up here on this first segment, so I'm going to take us into a break, um, and we'll come back. We'll get to some calls and questions. If you haven't downloaded our app yet, you should go do that. We have a new app out. It does one thing. It does it really well. That's the way we designed it. It lets you listen to our show very easily. Nothing fancy, not a lot of bells and whistles, nice and simple. Uh, You download the app, it's free. You open the app and you can listen to all our shows. That's what it does. You can listen live, you can listen when we're recording, or you can listen to any episode anytime you want. We have episodes going all the way back to 2010 uh, in the app itself. You can get it for Android and iOS. Just go to your app store and search for Audio Road. One word, no spaces. A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D. Download it, open it up, and you'll be able to listen to all our shows when you want to listen to them. We'll be right back with more stuff. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about change. Kim, I want to bring up one more topic that I think might help people with this somewhat. I'll certainly incorporate this idea into anything I uh, come up with out of this, but this is something else I've noticed. We are very, very tolerant of the system that's already in place, and we have zero tolerance for anything new if it's not perfect. And I see this in so many areas. You know, I I used to talk a lot about the fair tax. I, I haven't done that much lately. But when I did, people would rip apart every little problem they could possibly come up with about the fair tax. Well, what about this? Well, this. They, they just tore it apart. And my thought at the time was, and I would make comments like, why don't you do that to our current tax system? Because it's certainly not perfect, not even close. It's got so many problems. If you decided to tear it apart, you're going to be here for a year. It's that bad. But yet you, you will just rip apart this new idea. These electric trucks, people are just ripping them apart for the littlest flaw they might be able to find. Well, we've had internal combustion engines for over 100 years. They're not perfect. They still have huge flaws. So, but we're so willing to accept the status quo with all its flaws and, and just be okay with it in health. Look at our current health system. I could sit here and go through mm-hmm. statistics that should scare the hell out of everybody, and yet we're okay with it. But if you propose something new, like, maybe not going to a doctor for health because doctors aren't all that great at keeping us healthy. In fact, they suck at it. Let's just be honest. Doctors do nothing to keep us healthy. They, they get rid of symptoms and cover things up and maybe make us feel better sometimes. I get that. Uh, or if it's an emergency, I've talked about trauma. We have an awesome system, you know, when it comes to trauma. But as far as keeping us healthy... Our system does nothing to keep us healthy. In fact, it does the exact opposite. Our, our medical system is making us sick. But we seem to be okay with that. You know, we say, oh, well, yeah, I, I get it. You know, over-the-counter drugs are killing a lot of people. Medical mistakes kill a lot of people. Every health statistic you look at is getting worse. Every single statistic gets worse every year. But if you propose something new people will rip it apart down to every little detail. That's true. I love these conversations from you, Kevin, because you just get us all thinking, truly. Um, and, and I think, yeah, the, reason, I think the reason we do that, because, again, it's human nature. I see it across the board in, in almost every topic. I think the reason we do it goes back to what we talked about in the first segment. We're so afraid of change. We'll we'll live with what we have because we know it. You know, at least we understand it. It's not an unknown. But boy, if you introduce an unknown, we will fight tooth and nail not to accept it. And I think, again, it all comes back to that change. And I think it's getting worse because as humans, we are not adapted to the kind of change we have to face every day now. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that you almost think if it was split, if we were excited for change, like what's new, what's on the horizon, you know, like it'd be completely different, but uh, yeah, not the case. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right, what do you say we get to some phone calls and see what people want to talk about? Absolutely. All right, let's start off right here in Oregon. Mike, welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you guys? Afternoon, wherever in the country. <laughs> Do, doing great. What's on your mind today? Well, I did the fit test, and I just got the results back. Just literally got them back right before the show started. And I uh, came to me an email and asked me if I wanted to be on the show and go over them. Perfect. All right. So tell me a little bit about uh, your current diet, how you've been eating lately. Uh, when you mean green, you mean the last month or before that? Um, <laughs> before the last month, not very good. In the last month, I've really started eating quite a bit more vegetables, cleaner diet. Good. And, and, and you know, you got serious. And, you know, the, the fit test is $425, but I, I started having issues with anxiety, yeah. which is crazy, and I don't know where it came from. And so I bought some of your IBPS. The lucky, uh, not lucky, leaky gut, right? You know, um, uh, supplement because I, I didn't do the test for that, but I mean, I'm pretty much guaranteed I got that. So, you know, I started that about a week and a half ago, and you, you know, I mean, my business is doing excellent. In my health, was starting my blood pressure is good, everything is good. Just this anxiety issue that came out of who knows where, you know, and, and well, here. Um, Here's the interesting so thing that we did know. I, I, okay. I'll address the anxiety, and then I want to come back to the fit test. We now know that anxiety um, is very closely correlated to our gut health. The, the neurotransmitters in our brain that either cause anxiety, depression, happiness, all of our emotions, all of those neurotransmitters, not all of them, but, but about 80% of them, are actually produced in our gut by the bacteria. So there is a clear, very clear, strong correlation between our gut and our brain and our moods. So anxiety is clearly one of those that comes from an imbalance somewhere in the body. Now, I have good news from the fit test. I don't believe you have leaky gut at all. You probably have some digestive issues, but I don't think leaky gut is one of them. You have almost nothing showing up on your fit test, which is good. The, the more things that show up. Except grains. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to get to. You don't have much, and that's a good sign. That tells us that, that you probably don't have leaky gut. But your two big ones, wheat gluten and wheat whole. You also have rye in there, and rye is another grain. Um, the other two I would completely ignore uh, for now, but I would absolutely 100% recommend that you cut out all grains. And, and I think the difference you're going to feel is going to be amazing. Yeah, and I, this is going to sound like a dumb question, but when it comes to grains, I mean, that's flour, that's anything, correct? Yeah, that we don't I mean even, like anything made from flour. Yeah. We we don't even realize most of the time how, how many things fl- and flour when we use the word flour we're assuming wheat flour. You know, there's almond flour and and we can make flour out of a lot of things, but when we use the word itself we just all assume we're talking about wheat flour. 
And that's what you need to stay away from because that is a clear uh, disruptor for you. And it is in a lot of processed food that you wouldn't even realize that it's in. It's clearly things like bread, pasta, cookies, cake, you know, all, anything baked, you know, is, is virtually going to have flour in it. But that's just the wheat. Then we have oats, corn, rice, um, rye. Uh, I, I could go on and on. Uh, there are lots of grains in our diet, and none of them belong there. So if I were you, I would try 30 days of complete grain elimination, and I have a feeling you're going to be pretty amazed at the results. Okay, like the spinach wraps, are they a decent substitute? No, because they're pure flour. Spinach wraps are wheat. They just throw in a yeah, they just throw in a little spinach yeah. juice normally to give them a green color. And clearly spinach is good for you, but not in a flour tortilla. This is going to get interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, there's only four things. Salmon, he said not to worry about that right now. And the other was rye. And, no, Kim, um, Kim didn't you know, salmon, me. I love salmon. Uh, yes, yeah, so do I. Um, Kim, was there something, did you send me a message earlier today, something about when fish shows yeah, up? That yeah, cause, yeah, it was interesting because, you know, um, like we get a, we have a, a guide that, you know, just teaches us more about what this test does. And, and it was saying with fish, so the fit test actually measures um, the antibodies that it shows us are, they do it from a panel of nine types of common fish. And it says if a person is sensitive to one or more, they're very common to be sensitive to others. And based on that, to, it's advisable to evolve, of, avoid all fish and fish-containing products. And that's for a time, right, Kevin? Yes. We always talk about that as well, yep. too. You know, we have people, um, besides the grains, besides grains, you know, right. for example, some of the other stuff that comes out on the fit uh, results, we have them eliminate for 30 days to six weeks, and then we can try to add it back in and do a cocoa's pulse test and see how they respond to it. But yep. I thought that was interesting about the fish. That was a new one. So, Mike, I'm going to come back to you right after the break. We'll talk about the fish and uh, where you should go from here. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothenberg.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Mike in Oregon. So, Mike, if you look at, you only have four things. That's a really good sign. Two of them are about wheat. So we know you've got to get rid of the wheat and the gluten out of your diet. I would say get rid of all grains, including rice and corn, for now. When you look at the other two, turmeric and salmon, both of them outrageously healthy foods. There are so many reasons you should be eating those too. Wheat, on the other hand, there's almost no reason to eat it other than we're surrounded by it and it's convenient. It's not nutritious. In fact, it's anti-nutritious. It actually sucks nutrients out of our body. We have to try to enrich. If you look at almost all wheat products, they're enriched, meaning we have to add nutrients into them. They're so poor in the nutrition department. So for me, get rid of grains forever. I I wouldn't even think about going back to them. But after you do some digestive healing, and I don't think it's leaky gut, but there, there might be a little bit of it, but there are some other digestive issues, I would absolutely encourage you to go back to turmeric and salmon because they're healthy foods, and there's no reason you should be reacting to them. Uh, well, there is a reason. We just have to figure out. There's no natural reason. Once your body's working right, you won't react to those foods. But we do know that we react as human beings. We react poorly to gluten almost across the board. It should not be a part of our diet. Okay, and I take essential fatty out. Uh, um, essential, essential. Sorry about that. That's Essential fatty. Um, supplements you know right and efas and could that be showing up as something what what came Uh, up with salmon fish oils in there possibly um so i i wouldn't worry too much about that um i have you taken our uh nutri q yet (laughs) no i have not yeah that's what i was looking for (laughs) okay good yeah yeah absolutely um We'll get you a link, and, and or you can go right onto the website, letstruck.com, look under the health tab, and you'll see a link there to take our free NutriQ. We don't charge for it. Um, after you take it, you can call here on the air, and we'll go over the results. And that'll point us in the right direction on the next step. But clearly, the, the big thing for you right now is just eliminate the grains. And, and that was at number four. Is that the highest they go on the rating? Uh, yes. As far as, so I'm at the top of the chart for <laughs> grains, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we... <laughs> Who doesn't love a piece of bread once in a while, but I'll have to change. <laughs> well, and here, let, let me warn you about this, too, because this frustrates a lot of people. Grains are a huge part of our diet. Huge. From the minute most people wake up, they're e- either eating cereal, which is all grains, or toast or muffins, or bagels, or pancakes, or a breakfast bar, I could go on and on and on. The 99% of the people in this country wake up and eat a whole bunch of grain first thing in the morning. For, for lunch, what do we have, a sandwich or a burger? You know, for dinner, there's almost always a grain involved. We eat these things from morning till night, and... What happens many times, we work with people and I'll say, look, you've got to give up the grains. And they will give up 95% of the grains, which is a lot. That's a huge change. They see almost no results. 
it only takes a little bit of this to really screw things up. You, if you want to see the results, you, you've got to go 100% non-grain, or we're never really sure if the little bit of grain left in your diet is still causing problems, because it can. Got it. Okay, I appreciate that. And, and just a uh, quick note on what, you know how you started to show out. I love the fact that people don't like to change because I make a whole lot of money because people are <laughs> afraid to change or don't want to change or don't think they need to change. I mean, there's a huge opportunity right now to be very lucrative on just because if you're adaptive, yes. there's a lot of work out here, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's just amazing to me how many people know it all, don't want to learn it, don't need to learn it, and, you know, they're just stuck. They're well, you- just absolutely stuck you make a very good point that that we could turn this around into a real positive you know we could look at it as a negative and say well you know we're just not wired to change like this it's hard it is but you make a very good point because it's hard because we're not wired to do this because it's uncomfortable most people are not going to do this i could i could stand here and shout this message you know every day and lots and lots the vast majority of people are not going to change well what that does is create huge opportunities for the people who will well i've listened to you for 10 years you know and and uh you get these people that just tell me I'm an idiot for listening. I, I, don't, I don't even tell people when they're making mistakes on buying their fuel anymore or whatever. Right. You know, and, and then they complain about not having money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you're willing to change, there's a lot of opportunity out here. Absolutely. And, you know, change across. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff, Mike. Thanks for the call. And thanks for 10 years of support. I appreciate that. Let's go to Michigan. David, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. How's it going today? Good, hey, David. What's on your mind? Hi. Hey, I was hoping, I was hoping that uh, you guys might be able to help me find an NTP in my area. Where do you live? Coldwater, Michigan. Uh, we can help you. We have some resources. We could look. We can even post in our NTP. It's a closed group, but we could go in and post, um, you know, to see if we could find anybody in that area. Uh, I, I won't hold out um, a lot of hope. You know, the the further east we get, the harder it seems to find NTPs because most of the movement has been here on the West Coast. Uh, any input, Kim? Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we there's a on the nutritionaltherapy.com site, David. There's a provider search. Um, I don't know how updated it is, but it gives phone numbers. You can find close to you within certain radius, and um, you can call them, stuff like that. But that would be a good place to start. Yeah. Um, just okay. I'll try that. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll try that website then. And uh, and then I got another question uh, really quick. Sure. Um, with. Uh, with a lot of the, the good oils that are going to provide a lot of the good fats, like uh, macadamia nut oil, avocado oil, things of that nature, um, do they all provide about the, the same type of benefits, health benefits, or does each one have its own different health benefits? Great, great question, and they all have their own individual benefits. And, and one of the things... 
We don't talk about it a lot because I don't want to overwhelm people that are just getting started. But the more variety we put into our diet, the healthier we're going to be. And again, it goes back to evolution. We didn't evolve sitting down and eating the same thing day after day after day or the same four things. We ate everything we could find that was edible. So, you know, you might come across one bush that had this kind of nut and you'd eat some of that and then you'd wander off and find something else. And we ate tons of variety. Now, it looks like when you walk into a grocery store today that we have all this variety available to us. And honestly, we don't. If, you, if you're in the middle of the grocery store where all the processed food is, there's almost no variety. It's all made out of corn, sugar, and wheat. Virtually everything in the middle right. of the grocery store is corn, sugar, and wheat. Even things like produce, where I was under the impression that because we can get produce from all over the world now, we must have this great variety. Except the opposite is true. We've lost all the variety in our produce. There used to be hundreds of varieties of each kind of produce. Well, we figured out how to create the one that ships the best, stores the best, looks the best, and then we focus on that one. So when it comes to fats, absolutely mix them up. In fact, I'll give you an example this morning. I have two cups of Bulletproof coffee every day. My first cup this morning had two tablespoons of grass-fed goat milk ghee, and two tablespoons of brain octane. My second cup of bulletproof oh, coffee. Think, Hold on. I, my, we're, my, on the, we're definitely we're definitely on the same page. I do I do the same thing. I put macadamia nut oil. I put the ghee. Yep. I put I even put a little avocado oil in my coffee. Ab- but um, I know your time is really limited. I I had a couple more questions I wanted to get to if that's okay. Uh, give me um, one we're more. We're definitely on the same page with that. Okay, give me one more. I might be able to answer it. Okay, um, foot cramps. Every now and then when I'm laying down to go to bed. Magnesium. Or something, or I'll get a cramp in my toe and it'll light. curl up and it'll hurt. Light. What, what do you got for that? Light balance in your coffee every day and lots and lots of water. Stay very hydrated and use the light balance. Cramps are almost always a mineral imbalance. So... And, and if, if you're taking something like light balance every day and you're very hydrated and you're still getting cramps, then I would recommend the Nutri-Q. We're going to have to dig deeper to figure out what else it might be. 99% of the time, it's hydration and mineral balance. That's why we talk about our light balance products so much. It fixes this. We're all out of time. We'll do it again real soon. Thanks for joining us. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy, always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rothenberg. All right, everybody, hold on. We're going to do a second hour and we're going to get right to a lot of questions. So here we go. truck and your road to success in the trucking industry this is trucking business and beyond the show that puts the money where it belongs back in your pocket welcome to my world 
I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cockerham, is with me. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, disease, training, supplements, drugs, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome back. Hi, Kevin. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, last uh, last show I was going to talk about something, and then I had one of those crazy ideas right before I went on the air, and I couldn't get it out of my head, so I talked about it. Um, and it has to do with change. There's going to be more coming on that. But the topic I was going to talk about on the last show was uh, blood pressure. And the reason I was going to talk about it is because they changed the guidelines again. And it's hard not to look at this and say this is just about selling more drugs. I, I, high blood pressure is clearly an issue. And it's dangerous. I I wouldn't recommend anybody ignore high blood pressure. High blood pressure is not like high cholesterol. You know, we've had cholesterol numbers screwed up for so long that I tell people, just just ignore your cholesterol. You know, eat a clean diet. Do most of, you know, what we talk about as far as food and eat good high-quality fats and ignore cholesterol in your diet and for the most part, I don't even, I've never had my cholesterol checked. I, I couldn't tell you what my numbers are, and I don't want to know. I could care less. And I do all kinds of testing. Cholesterol just isn't one of them. Um, but I won't say that about high blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, don't ignore it. It's dangerous. But the change they made seems a little odd to me. You know, the, the, the number they've always told us to shoot for, 120 over 80. Virtually ideal, right? Mm-hmm. They don't even necessarily want it to be lower than that. Because if your blood pressure gets too low, there are some side effects you could have. You could get dizzy and, you know, a couple other things. But so it, it's that 120 over 80. They've always said, boy, if you're there, you're, you're golden. Don't worry about anything. 130 over 90 consistently is what's kind of considered pre-hypertension. It's not high blood pressure, it's not hypertension, but, but you're heading in that direction. We should pay attention at that point. But there are so many lifestyle changes that if you're at 130 over 80, it's so easy to fix, but yet that's the new threshold for drugs now. I, I, I just can't see how that's anything but a big money grab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 and here's the problem. You know, I, I, I get on doctors a lot. You know, I criticize, you know, doctors in, in really, and I try to make this clear, it's the system that's broken, not the, not the individuals. The individual doctors are not bad people. They're not trying to harm you. They're trying to make a living, and, and honestly, they're trying to help people. I mean, that's why people become doctors, I think. They truly want to help. The system is broken, though, and the problem with the system is when they set guidelines like this, if the doctor doesn't follow those guidelines, they're subject to malpractice Mm -hmm. suits. They're almost forced Mm -hmm. to follow these guidelines, whether they believe in them or not. That's the problem. That's what has to be fixed, not the individual doctors. We need to fix the system. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's scary because you want to, I mean, just the fact they've lowered it now. Now, what's it going to take for them to address? I mean, it's almost like it, we've gone into a hole with that one. Um, what's it going to take now to reverse that huge thing yeah. that they just did? Yeah. And, or and just, you know, if it's just the education, I don't know. And here's the thing. Again. This doesn't make us healthier. It doesn't reduce our risk of disease. It actually makes it worse because all they're saying is, look, if you're at 130 over 90, you know, now you need to take a drug. Well, if you take a drug, your, your blood pressure will come down. These drugs work. They're very effective. So have you really fixed the problem, though? No, not at all. That's the problem with our whole system. Our drugs don't fix anything. Mm-hmm. They cover up symptoms and create other problems. So high blood pressure medication is basically the the first line of defense is a diuretic. Well, what does that do? It dehydrates you. And mm-hmm. how important is hydration? It's really important. So this these steps that, that some people would look at and say, well, they're just trying to keep us healthier. No, they're not. They're making us sicker. We don't want to take a drug for these things. We need to figure out what the underlying cause is and fix it. Don't let anybody tell you that high blood pressure is genetic. It's not genetic. It's lifestyle. You can make some simple changes in your lifestyle and high blood pressure goes away. How many people have we helped with these kind of issues? And it just works. Yeah, yeah, and it is diet, lifestyle, and, and we have had, you know, still working with a, a very young guy right now on our gold program that he's working so hard, you know, and it, and it, we talk, it's like a dance, you know, you, you, you've got to stick with it, he's, he's so disciplined and working at it, um, but no, we're on the right track. Yeah, and, and, and uh, he does too. Yeah, and you bring up an interesting case because there are clearly some exceptions when, when we talk about all of these things. He was diagnosed very young with very high mm-hmm. blood pressure. Now, that, that's an outlier. That's not the norm. You know, we're going to have to dig deeper to figure out what went wrong. That wasn't, you know, four decades of a poor lifestyle that caused his high blood pressure. Right. There's something else going on, and we haven't, you know, clearly identified. We've made some progress. But here's the difference. The medical community just stuck him on a drug, and that's it for the rest of his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Here's a drug. God love him that he knows there's a better way. Yeah, exactly. So he could have done what everybody else does, which is say, oh, okay, the doctor said I have high blood pressure. Here's a drug and take it for the rest of his life. Not only will that be a mm-hmm. lot of money, but there isn't a drug on the market that doesn't cause other side effects. So it, it's hurting him in some way. He's, you know, smart enough and, and willing to do the hard work that, we're digging down to find what's causing the problem so that we can correct it. But that's not easy. In some cases it is, and in, in his case it's not. This is a more complicated thing. So, you know, a, a lot of this comes back to the topic I talked about on the last show of change. You know, if you have one of these conditions or problems or diseases, you have to change something. And sometimes those changes are going to be pretty darn drastic um, but here's the thing I can tell you about, you know, changing the way you eat. Once you get through the change, so I, I'm like three years into this now. It is not one iota harder to eat this way, the way that I eat now, 
than it was to eat the way that I ate my whole life. It seems hard in the beginning, but I look at it now, it's actually easier. It's much easier for me to eat the way I eat now. No grains whatsoever, you know, higher quality meats, organic vegetables, all of those things that we know are good for us. It's not hard to do this. It's just different. And you've created a, you've created your lifestyle with it. It's um, and and taught us so we can see that yeah, this is possible. You know, and look what it's done. And and I love hearing you talk about it because the energy that comes from your the energy you have when you talk about this eating lifestyle is is really awesome. You know, I had this crazy thought this morning. I don't know where it came from, but I need to get it out of my head. Um, I I like to prove things. It, it's just. You know, I, I've done it with, you know, fuel mileage and tires and all kinds of things. It's, it's one of the things I'd like to do. And one of the ways I used to prove fuel mileage is we would take a truck, we would measure its fuel mileage for 30 days, no changes. Then we would make a change, just one. Maybe it was a product, maybe it was a driving technique, whatever it was. We'd check for another 30 days and see if we got a gain. Then after that 30 days, we would either take the product off or go back to driving the way we used to. So it's almost like a double check. You know, when we made the change, did we get a positive result? If we did, if we eliminate the change, do we go back to the negative results? And and I used to do that as kind of a double check on fuel economy products. And I had this wild thought this morning that I was going to go back to eating the standard American diet for a couple months to see what happens. Somebody better talk me out of that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because when you say it like that, we want to cringe. It was so opposite, you know, with with fuel economy. Yeah. (laughs) Go for it. But, oh, I'd cringe. Yeah, I cringe when I think about it. But you do see people do that. I know. You see those people do those crazy things sometimes, but oh, yeah. Yeah. don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good. Somebody needs to talk me out of that madness. Um, All right, I'm going to get to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get to your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Kim, anything else today or should we get to some calls? No, some calls would be great. All right, let's do that. Let's head off to Indiana. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kim. How y'all doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Good to to talk to you guys. Well, you know, Kevin, I feel like we're making uh, a lot of gains in in terms of a a keto and and healthy lifestyle for people. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised recently. I went to my local Kroger. They have a whole section of natural foods uh, with all kinds of uh, natural condiments, uh, avocado, mayo, you know, a lot of vegan stuff. Uh, But it's a huge section of the store, even with its own cooler section, where you get your almond milk and kombucha, kavita, all kinds of great stuff. So uh, we're definitely making some gains. Um, you know, they're also carrying a lot of uh, wild-caught fish, um, uh, bison, uh, grass-fed beef, uh, natural pork, simple truth pork. So I was, I'm really impressed with what they've been doing. And I guess to keep up with the Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, they're really investing big time into it. Uh, but it's a win-win for, you know, for us, the competition, uh, get those prices down even more. I, I think that's a, a big stumbling block to a lot of people uh, doing a, a organic and all-natural diet is, is, the, is the cost factor. But it's really not that bad, you know. Organic produce, you might spend a dollar more. Uh, same thing with uh, the grass-finished uh, meats. But like you said, you know, pay the farmer now or pay the doctor later, and I'd rather pay the farmer now. Yeah, you know, and I I couldn't agree more. Um, You know, I've been doing kind of the higher-end natural grocery store shopping for, honestly, for a couple decades now. I mean, I started shopping at at a chain called Wild Oats probably 20 years ago. In fact, I bought stock in the company at the time. Um, Unfortunately, they didn't do that. I was trying to decide way back then whether I should buy wild oats or whole foods stock. And whole foods was growing faster, but I had a wild oats near me and I shopped there, so I bought their stock instead. Eventually, I sold my stock because it wasn't doing diddly, and whole foods ended up buying wild oats anyway. Uh, so I've been doing the, the you know grocery, the higher-end natural grocery stuff for a couple decades. I've moved on now. Um, I am almost to the point. In fact, I might be there. Um, I don't have to go to the grocery store anymore. And I used to go to the grocery store constantly because I cook all the time. Now I have two or three. Actually, I'm up to about four sources for meat that I order from. One's a subscription. The box just shows up every month. Then I have a couple others I fill in when I want specialty stuff. I now have organic produce delivered once a week. It's slightly more expensive to have it delivered, no question, but I find that I'm much more consistent with it. If it shows up, I cook it, I eat it. If it doesn't, I get busy and I don't bother going to the grocery store and then I just eat whatever I happen to have around. So, and I think there's a clear trend towards home delivery of food and groceries. And, and, you know, and, and again, this is a change and people will say, oh, it's never going to happen. I wouldn't bet on that because we're certainly heading in that direction. Yeah, you're talking about a butcher box. I just placed my first order with them, and I did the uh, grass-finished beef, uh, natural pork, and natural chicken box. I chose my own uh, variety, which uh, is is really exciting. And uh, a couple years ago, you had mentioned uh, Crowd Cow, 
I had signed up for it, being on the East Coast. They weren't shipping to the East Coast yet. They were just working on the West Coast. And I guess about a year and a half ago, they started uh, shipping to the East Coast. And uh, I've placed uh, probably about five or six orders with them. And a lot of the uh, grass-finished beef is coming from uh, Virginia and Pennsylvania and you know, these awesome family farms that, you know, go back, uh, you know, generations and, and, the, and the grass is just, uh, lush and green and healthy. And, and, uh, man, I'll tell you, uh, it, it's just no comparison. If you think about the best steak you've ever had, uh, one of these, uh, grass fed New York strips from, uh, Crowd Cow, man, they're, uh, imagine the best steak you've had, the best New York strip. This one's 30% thicker. They're thick cut New York strip. And the grass-finished beef cooks in almost half the time as the grain-finished beef. And, man, I'll tell you, it's just super luxurious. And uh, I'm, I'm not missing anything uh, with uh, eating this way. And uh, this, this year, actually, uh, was the first year uh, I was able to do a, a ketogenic Thanksgiving. And uh, I was worried, do you, did you have a farmer you go to? Did, did you get your bird from a farmer? or I, I did. Did you order yours online? Or? But... But it was online. I actually, I think it was uh, Crowd Cow. I forget which. It was one of the services. So I use ButcherBox yeah. every month. I use Crowd Cow whenever I need things like liver and, you know, some little things to fill in. I actually have another service I just started. I'm waiting for my first order because they had even more variety. Things like bacon that I couldn't find on Crowd Cow or ButcherBox. Uh, certain sausages. Um, but I, I ordered my turkey through, I think it was Crowd Cow. So I, I knew the farm it was coming from, and it was completely pastured and out running around almost like a wild turkey kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it was interesting. You know, we, we throw around terms, and you just talked about the grocery stores. And one of the things we have to be careful of uh, in the grocery stores, Kim, this was kind of funny. We were, um, I, I had ordered that that turkey online completely pastured out running around it is for a turkey it is outrageously expensive uh, you know beef and pork the the highest quality has come very close in price to the same stuff you buy in the store you know between crowd cow and butcher box i'm paying less than ten dollars a pound for all my beef cuts which just isn't that bad turkey on the other hand i i paid Ten dollars a pound for that pastured turkey. Wow. When I got to the grocery <laughs> store, uh, I saw they had a special on butterballs that were sixty-nine cents a pound. Mm-hmm. So I, I need. I wanted a second turkey. For, you know, we thought of something we wanted to do. So I grabbed the best quality turkey I could find at the grocery store, and it was like four something a pound. It was organic and natural. And when I got to the checkout, um, the lady was saying, she said, you know this turkey doesn't qualify for the 69 cents a pound, right? I said, yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, oh, but I, I see why here. It's natural. And I said, huh? And she said, uh-huh. and, and, and it does say <laughs> natural on it. And I said, uh-huh. you do realize all turkeys are natural, right? And she's like, no, nat- <laughs> she said, I used to work in a meat plant. Natural means something. I said, no, honestly, it doesn't. It is a completely meaningless term. Has n- nothing to do with anything. All turkeys are natural. I, 
you know, the way we raised them might not have been natural, but the term itself is completely meaningless. It's like free-range in chickens and, and free-range in eggs, completely meaningless marketing terms. So what did you say? I, I, I gave up trying to convince her. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's interesting, though, because that's, you know, that's what we're thinking, and that they are so brilliant on the marketing piece of it. Yeah. Yeah, or, organic at least does mean something. You know, mm-hmm. organic is a step up. It's not a perfect, you know, term. There, are, you know, companies get around it, and there are times when, if, if I know, I have lots of local sources I get food from that are not certified organic, because that's a really difficult process. But if you know the farm and you know the practices, many times they're better than organic. They just haven't spent the money in taking the time to get certified. But I, I just had uh, this conversation. Um, the, the makers of Monkey Brittle, Bob and Amy Sue, they own a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, an orchard, uh, pears and apples. And they just went through the process to become organic. In fact, it was two weeks ago they got their certification. That takes three years. Nice. Yeah, and so oh what? So here's what has to happen. You've got these orchards that aren't organic, and they crank out a lot of a lot of produce. I mean, those trees put out so much fruit, but it's not organic. Now, in order to become certified, you have to start the process of no chemicals, no pesticides, all those rules. But the it, they, it takes three years for all that to clear out of the land before they will call you certified organic the problem is during those three years you're spending a lot of money switching Mm -hmm. over switching over is very expensive and Mm -hmm. your yields in the beginning go way down now you you get some of that back if you're really good at you know organic farming but you never get back to where you were as far as yields that's why organic food is more expensive it's much more expensive to raise it but that that transition period is brutal. Uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of money to get through that. Oh, thankful to the the people that do that have that commitment to make it happen. Yeah, it truly is. All right, I'm going to get to a break. We're going to come back. We've got more stuff right around the corner. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Kim's here. This is Destination Health.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. This is Destination Health. Uh, Kim, you know, I was just talking about um, uh, Bob and A.B. Sue. We, we've become pretty good friends with them, and uh, we've gotten more involved in the process of making the monkey brittle, which is just fascinating. Uh, I can't talk about it or I'd have to kill everybody listening. Um, <laughs> but they've gone through, they, they have a huge commitment to, to real food, very high quality. They just spent all that money to go through that certification process uh, for their apples and pears. The monkey brittle, there's only four ingredients. They're all organic. And, you know, I understand now because we've been more involved in that because we're, we're actually building a facility here in town so we can produce more monkey brittle. So we've been involved in cost and sourcing, and, and it's amazing to me how much more difficult it is to produce a product like that when you want it to be 100% organic. Yeah. Well, there, I have a story way back, not going there. Way back then, there was a period of time where they learned that a batch that they had gotten wasn't organic, and they refused, they refused everything. I think they even, like, stopped the mill, and I'm thinking, that. That commitment is just is wonderful. I just am so grateful for it. And so, and then you you know they have integrity behind every single bit of their product. Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, we're excited about that. We um, we want to be able to produce more because I, did you see our last batch sold out in fifty three minutes? I know. I know. I, we always tell people we get people calling to support and writing you know, about how fast it goes, and I love that we you know know. I hope everybody out there knows if even if we're out, you can input your email address um, right there on the product screen, so that as soon as that gets back in stock, you you were the first one to get notice of it. So, and when you do get notice of it, you, you better <laughs> go. <laughs> you better go order quick. Uh, we are working to solve that problem, but it's going to be a while. So, uh, let's get back to some phone calls. Let's go to Utah. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Been trying to get a hold of you for over a week now. Uh, well, we've got you uh, here. I assume you've got my NutriQ in front of you. I do. And uh, tell me a little bit yeah. about your your diet. Have, have you changed it recently? It, it, you know, just give me some background. Uh, well, so far the only change that's been successful is the liquids. Uh. Black tea, or yeah, black tea, black coffee, and water. Okay, good. That's a great Maybe place to start. Maybe once a month, I might accidentally let Dr. Pepper slip in. Yeah, um, and that's a great place to start. In, in fact, that's one of the first steps I list in my course. Um, you know, get get the liquids right because we we really make a huge mistake in most of the liquids we drink. And you hit the ones we should focus on: yeah. coffee, tea, and water. Um, you said black. I yeah. certainly that's a good way to do it. I like bulletproof when it comes to coffee. Um, so you are pretty typical of a fifty-some-year-old male that has eaten a standard American diet. Okay. Um, from looking at this, I'm about ninety-nine percent positive you have SIBO and leaky gut, and clearly we've got to focus on sugar handling. Um, have you ever? Oh yeah. Do, do you know that you have problems with uh, sugar handling at all? 
Have you been diagnosed pre-diabetic or a high A1C? Oh, yeah, I've been okay. told that I am free. Uh, I've noticed that when I can eliminate sugar, like even having a Hershey bar at the end of the day, there's a good chance I'm waking up in the middle of the night going through the bathroom. Yep. Yeah, and we can clearly see it here. Um, you're you're kind of off the charts on sugar handling, um, but uh, adrenal and thyroid. Yeah, the only thing I'm not off the chart on is women only. Yeah. Which, yeah, you good, did. Because I'm definitely heterosexual. <laughs> yeah, you you did really well in that category. Not so great in most others. Um, so you know, if we yeah. were working with you one on one. Uh, or two-on-one, or, you know, whatever it might be these days, um, we would start with digestion. And we've made this really easy because this helps everybody. We have a leaky gut kit in the store that addresses all of the parts of digestion. We call it a leaky gut kit, but it really helps a lot of other digestive issues. But before you do any of those things, and this is what we tell the people that we work directly with, if you're not willing to change yeah. your diet, then don't bother with the supplements. They're they're just not they're not miracles. Yeah, because supplements they, are expensive. They are expensive, and if you're not willing to change your diet, don't spend the money because you're not spending money; you're just wasting money. If you are willing to change your diet, then the supplements can be amazing. I I, I this was a 180 turnaround for me. I had tried so many supplements over my lifetime that did absolutely nothing that I was convinced supplements just don't work. Well, now I'm convinced the exact opposite. But only, only if you're willing to clean up your diet first, and then you've got to take one high-quality supplements and target it. And that's what we do. We, that's why we use the NutriQ. That's why we've created yeah. the Leaky Gut Kit. It's a very targeted group of supplements that will get your digestion fixed. Because if we don't fix digestion first, that really good, clean diet you're eating is also being wasted. Because if you can't digest it properly, we know where it ends up. Yeah. Okay. Um, you recommended after I called and said, okay, I think I, I own the clean fluids. Uh, you suggested next move, which would be the hard one, is the grain. Yes. And it is hard. It is so pervasive. It's everywhere. It, 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 how do you eat without, without grain? <laughs> well, in the beginning, it feels very overwhelming. I can tell you now that it's not hard at all. In fact, the way that I eat now is so much easier. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why it's easier. When you eat a lot of grains and you eat the typical high-carb American diet, you are hungry all the time. I, I, there was never a time during the day that I wasn't hungry, except maybe the, the first 20 minutes after I would eat. Then I'd be, oh, well, maybe I'm not hungry anymore. But honestly, I never felt completely satisfied either. Now, it has yeah. changed so dramatically. First off, I don't even think about eating until 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Two cups of Bulletproof coffee. I am satisfied, happy. I have energy. That works so well for me. Then at 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'll eat a, a big meal of meat, vegetables, and fat. That's pretty darn easy. And it's tasty. 
it might be, yeah. you know, steak, it might be bacon, it might be, you know, rotisserie <clears throat> chicken, it might be fish. It can go on and on. You know, meat, fat, vegetables. Honestly, many days that could be my only meal. I might eat another meal in the evening or I might just kind of graze a little bit during the evening. And again, the grazing is going to be things like, uh, you know, nut butters, avocados, maybe a big salad with lots of fat on it. Um, There are more and more products on the market now that are making this easy. But I, I can honestly say at this point, I just don't miss the grains at all. Okay. Um, well, Bill, looks like I've got a lot Kevin's, of soul searching. Okay, Bill, have you taken Kevin's course, the Keto Jumpstart course? No, I haven't. Uh, I would love to, but right now my money is so tight I can't pay attention. Well, Bill, I'll tell you what. You know, every once in a while we just, out of the blue, we just do this. We're going to get you that course for free. Because it, it's exactly what wow. you need right now. It, it is step-by-step. Mm-hmm. Step. And, and when you break it down step-by-step, step, do a little bit at a time. You've already done step one because that's what I talk about in the course. Eliminate, you know, stop drinking your calories. Uh, then I move on to no grain. Then we go low-carb. So it, it's, gonna, it, it's exactly what you need right now. So I'm going to put you on hold. We will, uh, Kim, we'll make sure we get that done. We'll get mm-hmm. him that course for free. Yeah, I'll get a code from you and get it. I'll get them signed up. Good. All right. Let's head off to Wyoming. Rod, welcome to the program. Hi. What can I help you with today? You got me with my mouth full. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, smoked salmon and cheese and uh, wrapping it up in some uh, some uh, green cabbage and man, it's good. Awesome. That sounds fantastic, and it's it's very healthy. In fact, it's so healthy, I'm going to give you a minute to go back and enjoy it a little bit, and then I'm going to come back to you right after this break. That sounds like something good for lunch today. Stick around. (laughs) We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. We're down to the final segment. We're going to get to as many calls as we can. I'm going to go back to Wyoming. Rod, go ahead. 
Hi. Hey, um, I heard another show you had on earlier in the week. I think it was a repeat show. I just got my XM radio back up and going so I could get you guys regular. But um, you were talking about bitters and the help it does with digestion. And I think that's the base of most of my problem is getting my digestion right and correct. And uh, can you tell me a little bit more about these bitters? And, and what you were talking about on that show was how they were, um, I guess, extracted through a process with uh, alcohol. And one of my questions is, is the bitters in liquid form and does it have alcohol in it? Now, I'm, a, I'm definitely an alcoholic and I don't want any of that stuff. Or is it a process where the alcohol is deleted out after it's extracted? Um, most bitters that you're going to find are actually in alcohol. Um, that is the most common. Mm-hmm. But, but if you do a Google search for non-alcoholic bitters, um, you'll certainly find them. So they do exist. Mm-hmm. But the, the most common form of extracting bitters was done by alcohol, and the alcohol is left in there. Um, the other thing I would tell you is that mm-hmm. There are some practitioners who will go right to bitters in the beginning. I I don't know that they're as effective as the the targeted supplements we use. So when somebody has eaten the standard American diet for a couple decades, even, you know, a 30-year-old, your digestion's pretty well wiped out. By the time I started working on mine at 50, it was a disaster. I don't think bitters would have done the trick. I look at bitters as more of a maintenance. It's a very natural oh. product. So I, I, I would still recommend that you take the NutriQ. We find out what the real problems are. You know, is it low stomach acid? Is it poor bile flow? Is it leaky gut? Is it, you know, a, a, a poor mix of, of bacteria? There's so many things that can go wrong with digestion. We need to figure out exactly what the worst problems are then I prefer using the targeted supplements. But normally, we can fix somebody's digestion in 30 to 60 days. The worst case scenarios we see may take us 90. And then once you get through that process, as long as you're eating a good, clean diet, then I think we can occasionally use bitters to maintain. But I'm not so sure that we could solve a lot of these problems with just bitters alone. Oh, thank you. That was a very good explanation. That that really leads me on a better understanding of where to go. So I'm looking at your leaky gut kit, and it has that um, I don't know how to say it, Adderall or Iterol or I, nobody, whatever that stuff is. No, them pills. Nobody knows how to say it because they made the word up themselves. It's Atrantil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Now, I've ordered some of that stuff from you, and, I, and I'm going to get it when I get home again. I got that and that light source. Light balance, light, yeah. The two bottles for 40 bucks. Yep. Yeah, light balance. So I'm going to kind of start on that, I think. And I would like to do your NutriQ. I've done it with an NTP before, but my God, those I'm having such trouble finding a good, reliable NTP that will work with me. And I, and I actually live out west. I live right in the middle of California. Boy, they seem to be gathered up in uh, <laughs> northern California in the little uh, yeah. big money suburbs and down in L.A. and in that area. So I'm just going to do your NutriQ, 
and I'm going to have you do the allergy check thing, and we're going to straighten my little butt out, you know, okay? Good. Good. We love uh, that. Di- I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. This uh, this crap on the shelves. I've been going to the natural food store, and that's where I got this um, this um, salmon stuff. And, it, God, it costs so much to buy it. But I'm going to tell you, it's just exactly what you were talking about before. When I buy, when I eat the, the stuff that's actually good, I eat less of it. I'm not hungry lately. Right. So the cost is pretty much the same as what if I'm going to the smorgasbord and just stuffing myself. You know. I I, I completely <laughs> it's not the same. I I completely and it's more agree. Quality and I feel better. Well, I I completely agree, and there's yeah. a very logical so, reason why this happens. You know, it, it it's not magic. It's not voodoo. Yeah. It's it's nothing new age. Here's the thing. Hunger exists for one reason. We only have hunger for one reason because our body needs nutrition. That's it. That's the only reason we get hungry. It's not so we can pig out on Doritos. We get hungry because our body needs nutrition. (laughs) The problem with our standard American diet is it's so lacking in nutrition that your body will just keep saying, wait a minute, you might have just eaten a whole bunch of food, but I don't see any nutrients in here. So guess what? You're still hungry. You need to keep eating because I'm not getting the nutrients I need. But when you eat the kind of food you just talked about that is nutrient-dense, that was raised properly, your body says, oh, look, there's the nutrition I need. You don't need to eat anymore. It's as simple as that. That's it. That, that's <laughs> that's all there is to it. Yeah, I know. All right, that's all I got. Thank you for your show, and thank you for all the great help you do for us. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Texas. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Kim. How are you guys today? Good. Hey, Dave. Hey, uh, I have a comment. Well, I don't know if it's a comment question, but about your open. Um your opening remarks. Well, the first one I wanted to ask you about was you said there comes a point when blood pressure can get too low. So I, it's a kind of a two-part question. Is it is blood pressure better checked manually or, you know, where they put the little thing on your wrist or and pump you up or with the machine? Which is a more accurate reading? Honestly, I know how to do both. I, I've, you know, I've learned how to do the traditional, you know, cuff with the hand pump, just, you know, in the stethoscope like they do at the doctor's office. So I know how to do that. And I have the right. machine. I prefer the machine. I, I will tell you that it is easy to screw up a blood pressure reading when you're taking them. So I, I actually think the machine is much more consistent than doing it yourself or even having a doctor do it. The other nice thing about the machine is that if you have one, you can do yours all the time. Lots of people show up at the doctor's office and end up with high blood pressure, and it's actually called white coat syndrome. Their blood pressure goes up because they're at the doctor's office. So the the machines that I've used, and I've got one I only paid 40 bucks for about three years ago, I still use it constantly. I used it this morning, and I, I think it's more accurate and more consistent than when I check my own. Okay. And the re- where I was going with that was um, I, when I do my physicals, they always do it, I guess you say, by hand, but I've also had it done with the machine. And I'm always, like, in the last couple of years, I've always been anywhere from the lowest I've been was, like, 98 over 62 up to about 108 over, like, 68. But I'm 
you know, I exercise six days a week. I do CrossFit, so I'm very, you know, very cardio intense right. with my workouts. So, I mean, is that still something where it's too low? Or no, you know, the, I've had what was considered low blood pressure most of my life. That every time I had my blood pressure checked, they would comment on how low it was, and but nobody ever said anything. Uh, in my 40s, it actually started to become normal. And then in my 50s, it was slightly elevated until I started eating really clean. And now mine is back to being low again. But if you're not suffering right. symptoms, and symptoms are like, uh, you know, kind no. of, yeah, then, then don't worry about it. The lower, the better, as long as you're not like getting really dizzy if you stand up quickly. Oh, no. And then one, one other quick thing. So you said they lowered that threshold. So A, who lowers it? And B, is that going to affect, like, drivers' medical cards now? Well, it's usually the AMA, the American Medical Association, that sets these guidelines for doctors. And I believe it will start to affect drivers. It might not happen right away, but the all of those guidelines ultimately end up being in the DOT physical as well. So I, I don't think they've made any changes yet, but I wouldn't be surprised that it's coming. And so, and, the, and that new threshold is official then? It, it is official for doctors and in, in their guidelines that they are supposed okay. to follow, right? Okay. I got a few buddies that will probably benefit from hearing that. <laughs> You know, there, 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 so, are, there, are doctors, right. there are doctors who will kind of buck the system. You know, the, the, but the problem is when they set these guidelines, it's not set in stone. You know, they're not saying that if you show up one time, you know, 130 over 90, that you have to be put on medication. But they make very strong recommendations to the doctors, and, and then the doctors have to worry about malpractice. So many doctors just say, look, hey, if you're at that point, I'm going to recommend, at the very least, I'm going to recommend you take this drug. And most people, we've been taught to listen to our doctors. So this, this is just a big push to prescribe more drugs. All right. We are all out of time. We will do it again real soon. Thanks for joining us. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy, always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to... All right, everybody, thanks for joining us, and we will see you this weekend for the live show. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.